I think you start to lack the fight once you realize this thing's over. I, I would imagine if they were being totally honest, they'll never say it. Because those guys are just much better than us. We're overwhelmed. There's really not much we can do. We thought we could go small. And by the way, it's the seven straight wins. Like, maybe just goals say that much better than them. You know, there is no logical uh, basis that you can make right now for why this won't be a sweep based on what we've seen in the first two games. This is how bad it is right now. You're Cleveland. You cannot go out like this. They look like they have had their heart stripped right outside of their chest, and the only damn thing on the left side of their body are tattoos. That's how bad it looks right now. If there is one thing you ever absorb that I say, let it be this. The Cleveland Cavaliers have a 0% chance. I can't believe LeBron this quickly has been a league afterthought. You made your own bed. Yep. Sleep in it. Mm-hmm. Jerk. Yep. He's a jerk. They're showing you you can believe in them, but you can't depend on them. See, that's the problem. Champions, it's both. You believe in them, and you depend on them. Wannabe champions, you can believe in them, but you can't <laughs> depend on them. This is a diminished LeBron. No! They're also better when Kyrie Irving is off the floor than they are when he is on the floor. LeBron James ain't bringing a title back to Cleveland. <laughs> He's right. going to be another one in a long line of Cleveland losers. <laughs> You can go back home, but the trophy stay here. Who on Cleveland hates to lose? LeBron hates to lose, but even you have lamented he may not hate it enough. Golden State may not have lost, but they've tasted the champagne. And because they've tasted the champagne, you sort of like hate losing in reverse. You love the champagne so much, you don't want to know what life feels like without drinking it. His career ultimately is going to be seen as a disappointment, oh, as, as somebody Cody. who was so great individually, Cody. but ultimately underachieved. Cody. Cleveland's going to hate him again. Oh. It's going to end with Cleveland hating him, whether he leaves or not. I'd have won that try. I've often said that. <laughs> this is as far as they've ever been right. from what it is that he went back there to do. Sure. We just got Diddy Granger and everything is great. I question the mental makeup. Are they going to be mentally tough enough when they're in somebody else's barn? What about the coach who I've renamed Toodaloo because he is going bye-bye after this series? Their chances of winning this series is zero as far as I'm concerned. The only reason the 8% is up there is because you're giving human beings a chance. After all, Steph Curry could have food poisoning or, you know, might get kidnapped or Clay Thompson might get injured or, you know, somebody somebody might have diarrhea. So I don't know. This is the first time I can ever remember in the NBA Finals where I'm talking about why one team is going to win and everything I said is right. They can't play that oh style. Boy. They can't keep there up with them. Go. They're not smart enough. They don't shoot well enough. I feel like the window closed. Maybe we're overreacting. Maybe not. Oh, crap. Not only am I not going to win the title this year, it's never happening again. He's not going to win on a championship. I look like I want the finals for LeBron James more than LeBron James. You do. <laughs> I agree with based that. On a, based, on the with the, based, based on what we saw that, particularly that's, last that's night. That's deep and true. And, 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 that is correct. That, 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 that is it. I, and I, don't, I don't get it. I'm I don't you. understand it. You thought you wasn't going to see me? Huh? You thought you wasn't going to see me? Huh? You fucking liars. All of you motherfuckers, y'all liars. ESPN, hire somebody that knows about basketball. Stop hiring these herb-ass niggas. Stop hiring these frauds. Stop hiring guys who average 1.4 points per game in high school. Skip Bayless, you only average a half a bucket. You didn't even average a full bucket in high school. Stephen A. Smith, a.k.a. Creflo A. Dollar. John Legend ass hairline. Fuck out of here, Stephen A. Smith. The jig is up. Cho ass up, Stephen A. Smith. And who this new herd we got at ESPN now? Amin L. Hassan? Where they find this nigga, man? This old Howard the Duck, Dark Wing Duck, old sloozy mouth ass. Get your ass out of here, Amin L. Hassan Hussein. Fuck out of here, my boy. You niggas better not ever doubt the king ever again. Don't you ever in your motherfucking life, don't you ever in your motherfucking life doubt LeBron James ever again, man. You niggas, you thought you wasn't going to see me? You thought you wasn't going to see me? Because I was, I was laying low. 
I knew this shit was going to happen. 2-0. Everybody jumping off the ship. Everybody jumping off the Titanic. Down 3-1. Everybody calling me. Everybody texting me. Everybody in my Instagram comments with all type of slander. Call your mother, Cuffs. Call your motherfucking mother. It's over. It's 3-1. Your boy's about to be 2-5 and five in the finals. He can't win without D-Wade. He can't win without Pat Riley. He's not explosive anymore. He doesn't have the same bounce. His championship window is closing. He doesn't have any killer instinct. They should have never traded for Kevin Love. They should have never traded Wiggins. Should have kept Wiggins, man. Oh, no. All of you sons of bitches was wrong, man. Y'all lied to me, man. ESPN, we putting y'all cornballs on blast once and for all. You got people that's employed and work at that network that don't know shit about basketball, man. And this NBA Finals exemplifies that more than anything else you ever going to see, man. They have a panel of people who don't know what the fuck they talking about. They got the nice suits on. They got the pocket squares. You know, they saying a bunch of big words and, oh, yeah, but, you know, the antithesis of the whole situation. And it's such a paradigm right now. Joe ass up, nigga. You lied to me, man. Before we even touch on the Golden State Warriors, who are, as of right now, the greatest pathological liars that we've ever seen. I've never seen, I've never seen a battalion of liars like these 73 and 9 Golden State Warriors. I mean, they told us one of the greatest lies in the history of lies. Like, think about all the lies that you heard your entire life, man. Like, before this warrior shit, the greatest lie I remember ever being told was when your dad used to tell you that he was going to come pick you up on the weekend, and you pack your clothes, then you go upstairs, you get your suitcase ready, you get your swimming trunks ready, you get your outfits all lined up in your bag, and you sit outside and wait for your dad, and he never shows up. That shit hurt you, man, because you can't figure out for the life of you, like, why did my dad lie to me? And that's how I feel about these Warriors. Why they lie to me? Up three games to one. All you had to do is tell me you weren't, you weren't going to show up for game five, six, and seven. You left your fans sitting on the doorstep. Like, why you lie to me? Why do you lie to me? Who's 73 and nine, man? We better than the Bulls. Just come pick me up on the weekend, Dad. <laughs> they told us collectively nobody can beat these guys. They're the greatest team ever assembled. They're better than the Chicago Bulls, 72-10 and 10 team. Oh, yeah, they told us that. They sold us a fucking dream, man. They told us there's no way LeBron James and the Cavaliers will stand a chance against these guys. Look at how they're shooting the three ball. Look at their death lineup. Oh, yeah, you remember the death lineup that they told us about? The small ball Golden State lineup that nobody can, can withstand. We got Draymond Green at center. Iguodala at the four. Oh, this is a death lineup. You damn right it's a death lineup. Because we kicking the fucking dead body right now. You hear me? We kicking the fucking dead body. And I'm telling you niggas, every single day, every fucking day from now until the rest of my natural life, I'm giving you niggas daily reminders every fucking day as long as I got oxygen in my lungs, nigga. As long as I got blood pumping through my veins, I'm going to give you lying motherfuckers a daily reminder every day. So if you follow me, at Cuffs the Legend, on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, wherever the fuck you follow me at, Snapchat, MySpace, nigga, wherever the fuck you follow me at, I'm giving you motherfuckers a daily reminder just to remind you niggas just to remind you niggas and when you see that daily reminder pop up daily reminder midday reminder lunchtime reminder my boy that reminder right there serves as an example of the reason why you should never and let me say this one more time real slow for you motherfuckers don't you ever ever doubt LeBron damn James ever again in your motherfucking life. The rest of your natural life, 
While you watching NBA basketball, I don't never want to hear this bullshit ever again. I don't want to hear this barbershop talk ever again. LeBron James can't do this. He can't do that. Well, he did this, but he still can't do that. He need to get a low post game. He need to work on his post moves. He need to work on his free throws. He need to work on his footwork. He need to do this better. He can't do this. The only reason he won that time is because Ray Allen made the three-pointer. Don't, I don't want to hear this shit ever again. Don't ever doubt that man ever again. Pay homage, nigga. Bow down. Kiss the motherfucking ring, nigga. Kiss the ring, nigga. Yeah, I'm lit. I admit it. I've been holding this shit inside, man, for a couple years now. Because niggas was telling me that my boy was finished. They was telling me my boy was washed up. That his window was closing, man. He's never going to win another championship. He should have stayed in Miami. Why would you leave Miami? Why would you go back home to Cleveland? You're not going to win in Cleveland. Kyrie Irving is too young. He's never been in the fire. He's never been in those battles. He's not battle-tested. He doesn't have championship pedigree. He doesn't have championship experience. He only played at Duke for like 11 games, dog. What does Kyrie Irving know about the big moments? Yeah, they told me this shit. These motherfuckers on ESPN, they told me this shit. Every fucking day. Stephen A. Smith, motherfucking Amin L. Hassan, all these herb-ass niggas. They told me this shit. LeBron James is not winning the title this year. This is Steph Curry's league now. Liars. All of you sons of bitches. Y'all liars. You get paid a lot of people, nigga. You no different than a mega church pastor. You no different from a fucking Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman. No different than a homeless man standing outside the highway with a sign saying, I'm hungry, I want some food, I'm starving. Motherfucker, you ain't starving. You want a fucking beer, nigga. You a liar. And that's the motherfucking Golden State Warriors, nigga. Y'all some fucking liars. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Iguodala, Draymond, Draymond Green. Liar. And I'm hearing people telling me that this series, you know, it might have went a different way had Draymond not got suspended in game five. I don't want to hear that bullshit. You know why? Because you got a chance to play in game six. You got a chance to play in game seven. And what did you do, Draymond Green? You lied. You lied to me. I mean, guys talk trash in this league all the time. You know, I'm just kind of shocked some guys take it so personal. It's like, I mean, you know, it's a man's league, and I've heard a lot of bad things on that court, but at the end of the day, it stays on the court. We're all competitive people. It's, I mean, trash talk is a, it's a part of the game in basketball. I feel like it's part of any sport, especially this competitive. I don't know how the man feels or... Um, but um, obviously, people have feelings, and people's feelings get hurt, even if they're called a bad word. Um, I guess his feelings just got hurt. Come on, Clay. Come on, Clay. Now, what lesson did we learn from this? What lesson did we learn from this moment right here when Clay Thompson sat at the podium and he was talking this shit? Did you hear? Did you hear the snicker? <laughs> Did you hear the little sneaky snickering that he was doing? Did you hear the little, <laughs> the little evil grin? That's the shit you do when you up three games to one. You know, the nigga feeling himself. You know, he got, he got some little 360 waves. He got the Darren Williams wave kit in his hair. You know, he got a nice little taper. I give it to you, Clay. You know, you got a fresh cut. You got one of the nicest, smoothest tapers in the league. But you was feeling yourself, my boy. But what lesson did we learn here? If you go to the fucking zoo and you walking by the fucking lion exhibit and the lions is minding their motherfucking business, why the fuck would you stick your hand in there and poke the motherfucking lion? Huh? That's the lesson to be learned here. Leave the lion alone. Let him lay low. Let the lion sleep. Let the lion rest. Get your hands out the fucking lion cage, Clay Thompson. This is all your fault, Clay. This is all your fault. Golden State Warriors, Dub Nation. I don't know what the fuck to call you because all y'all motherfuckers is Oklahoma City Thunder fans and transplant LA Laker fans, Kobe fans, 
I don't even know what to call y'all, but we're going to call y'all Dub Nation. You got one person to blame in this situation. You got one person to blame for this monumental collapse. You were up three games to one. But if we're going to blame anybody for this debacle, if we're going to blame anybody for this choke job, we got to blame this man right here, Clay Thompson. You should have kept your fucking mouth shut, Clay Thompson. You told us when you was feeling yourself because you guys were up in the series, so naturally you're feeling yourself. You're feeling real good. You caught in the moment. You walked by the podium, and you said, your exact words, we better than the Showtime Lakers. And your cornball-ass dad, who was trash when he played with the Lakers, Michael Thompson was straight trash. He agreed with you. So Magic Johnson comes on Twitter and say, oh, hold up, little nigga. Pump your brakes, my boy. I'm Magic motherfucking Johnson. Arguably the greatest point guard to ever touch a basketball. And you niggas telling me y'all better than us? The Showtime Lakers? Because you went 73-9? and nine? Calm your happy ass down, Clay Thompson. Now look at you. You eating a nice, warm slice of humble pie. Because you poked the motherfucking lion. All you had to do was go to the zoo with your family, enjoy the zoo, man. Look at the elephants, look at the antelopes, look at the polar bears, look at the gorillas. Shout out to Harambe, man. You know, he lost his life. Shout out to Harambe in Cincinnati at the Cincinnati Zoo, man. All you had to do was enjoy the zoo, Clay Thompson. Your team was up 3-1. to one. You was riding high. You had three opportunities to win one game, but you put your motherfucking foot in your mouth. Don't poke the lion, kids. All the kids listen to me out there. When you go to the zoo with your parents, keep your happy ass away from the lions. Because we all saw in these NBA finals what that lion will do to your ass when you stick your little fingers in that cage. When you put your arm in that cage and you poke that lion, he's going to devour your bitch ass, nigga. Michael, they lost nine games the whole regular season. Then they lost nine games in the playoffs, including this one. What what happened to them? A couple of things. I mean, they, they met the two best teams in the league after them in the regular season. I think all of us would agree. You know, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, then they have to play them. So right. San Antonio or Oklahoma City, we knew whoever they drew from that matchup, they were going to struggle against. They struggled. They probably should have been out of that series. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to disagree with Steven just a little bit. I, I think they ran out of gas. I just think they physically did not look later in this series the way they looked in going up 3-1 73 wins the Golden State Warriors started the season 24-0 Steph Curry made 402 threes the longest home winning streak in NBA history 54 games in a row at the crib and we talking about these dudes ran out of gas all these gas stations in Oakland all these gas stations in San Francisco all these gas stations in the Bay, E-40, MC Hammer, you niggas can't find a gas station for the Warriors? We talking about they tired now? Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, they combined to make over 600 three-pointers this year. Steph Curry rested like over 22 fourth quarters. He set out that fourth quarter so many times I can't even count. I can't even remember the exact number. He sat on the bench and watched his backup. Sean Livingston, Barbosa, Ian Clark, they had all type of guys on the court in the fourth quarter. He had a couple games this year, I think three games this year, where he scored over 50 points in the first three quarters of the game. And we talking about these dudes tired now? All because LeBron damn James, Kyrie Irving the God, came to the Oracle twice in a row and served that fresh, warm, flaky crust. Humble pie? That's what we're doing now, Michael Wilbon? That's what we're doing now, ESPN? We've reached the ultimate low in excuse-making in sports, man. Why can't we just say what really happened? Why can't we just never bow down and say, these guys are frauds? These guys are not who we thought they were. Why can't we just say LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and the Cleveland Cavaliers were the better basketball team? This shit is not luck. This is not a one-game series. This is not a one-game winner-takes-all. This is not like the NCAA tournament. It's not even like the NFL playoffs, where on any given Sunday, 
You might have the best game of your life. You might upset the undefeated team, just like the Patriots lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. You can have one magical Sunday and win the whole thing. But in the NBA playoffs, this is a seven-game series, and the best team wins. I'm tired of the excuses. They never lost back-to-back games the whole season. The Golden State Warriors, let me say that one more time for everybody listening to the Flourish podcast. The Golden State Liars, they never lost back-to-back games the entire 2016 NBA season. And these niggas lost three games in a row. Two of them in the Oracle with MC Hammer sitting right there in the crowd. Mr. Fab sitting right there in the crowd. E-40 right there in the crowd. All these Oakland niggas sitting right there watching. They lost three in a row. And we still making excuses for these frauds. The shit that nobody else wants to say that you're going to hear me say on my shit on the Flourish podcast, I realized something about the Golden State Warriors. And I, I noticed it during the finals. And the moment I noticed it is in game six when everything started to go into disarray, when they started to discombobulate. And we saw Klay Thompson walk off the bench, head to the locker room, and there was still time on the clock. And I knew right at that moment, these guys are not built for this shit. These guys are not real gladiators. They are chumps. They are grade A certified bitch ass niggas at the core of their hearts. And whenever they face adversity, they're going to fucking fold. The only dude on that team that's a real dog is Draymond Green. And I don't necessarily like the way he plays the game. I feel like he's kind of a dirty player. And I feel like it's a difference between being a competitor and a dirty player. And I feel like Draymond Green does cross that line sometimes. As far as a guy that I would want in the foxhole with me on that team, Draymond Green would be the guy compared to Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And those two guys get all the credit. They're pretty much the face of the franchise, the Splash Brothers and all that bullshit. But when the going gets tough, like they say, those two dudes right there, they're going to fold up their fucking cards and they're going to take their basketball and they're going to go home. And once LeBron figured that shit out, it was a wrap for them niggas because they soft. As long as they making their threes and they run around, got a nice cushion, you know, they up by double digits, everything's going well. They flying high. They front runners. But as soon as you put those guys in a precarious situation and they, they really got to get down in the foxhole and they really got to grind it out and they really, really got to take something from somebody instead of a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder who continue to implode. The Thunder, they had them, but they continue to make mental mistakes. Westbrook, Durant didn't show up. You know, certain guys on the Thunder just weren't, They weren't killers. They didn't have that killer mentality to go ahead and cut these niggas' throats. But you can't do that with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving looked at Steph Curry like, this the dude y'all telling me that's better than me? Are we forgetting that I was the number one draft pick? I was the number one overall draft pick coming out of Duke. I have a signature shoe by Nike, a real signature shoe, a comfortable shoe that's full of flourish. Unlike Steph Curry and them nursing home shoes he got. Y'all telling me this dude better than me? So you know what I'm going to do this finals? I'm going to show the entire galaxy that I'm the best point guard in these NBA finals. This dude can't guard me. He's trying everything he can to get caught up in the screen so so he can switch off of me. But that last play, that last offensive possession for the Cavs, 89 to 89, give Kyrie Irving the ball and get the hell out of the way. This go to hell ball. No leather left behind. I got Steph Curry on me. ISO. Cash. If you go back and look at the picture on that Kyrie Irving, that that last three-pointer he hit, the game winner, go back and look at the picture. I want you to take a moment. Go to my Instagram at Cuff the Legend. I got the picture on my Instagram. Look at everybody's facial expressions in the background. Look at all the assistant coaches on the Warriors bench. Look at Luke Walton. Look at Fessus Azili, his trash ass. When are you going to talk about Steve Kerr and why he had Azili on the court at all? You got exposed, Steve Kerr. It's starting to show that you're really not a great coach. You got, you got some pretty good players on your team. You got a nice little, little system that Mark Jackson implemented 
and you took it and ran with it. We saw that when the Warriors started out 24-0 and Steve Kerr is not even there and Luke Walton is the captain of the ship and nothing changes. So you got out coached by Tyron Lue, a rookie head coach, but we're not even going to discuss that. Go look at the picture of Kyrie Irving shooting the, the beautiful, the glorious step-back three-pointer in Steph Curry face. Just look at the facial expressions. Look at those guys on the Warriors bench. Look at those fans behind the Warriors bench. They knew it was cash. As soon as they seen Kyrie rock them to sleep, pull up. Cash. The jig is up, Golden State. What are you going to do now? You going to try to sign KD? <laughs> you can go sign KD? Why would you go to the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Durant? That's like LeBron losing to the Celtics and saying, you know what? Instead of going to a different team or instead of staying here, I'm going to go play with Ray Allen and Garnett and Rondo and Paul Pierce in Boston. The same team that eliminated me. I'm going to go play with these guys so I can get over the hump and I can finally get a championship. Is that what you're going to do, KD? Or are you going to stay in Oklahoma City with one of the best basketball players in the world, top five players in the world, Russell Westbrook, a team that was constructed from the ground up and they built the team around you and Russell from day one, from scratch. They added some nice pieces around you guys. They made a great trade for Oladipo and Ilya Sova and um, the rookie Sabonis. They put all these nice pieces around you, nice young pieces. Cantor is coming into his own. Steven Adams, one of the best young centers in the NBA, athletic. We saw that in the playoffs. Rising star, future all-star, Steven Adams. Or will you leave and say, you know what, man? I can't beat him, so I'm going to join him. That's the question we got to ask. Me personally, I think Kevin Durant, should stay in Oklahoma City, and I think he will stay in Oklahoma City. But this whole free agency thing, man, it's, you know, we've seen the rise in the salary cap, but I like to call it, the, this is like the ski mask all-star free agency. I've never seen this many bank robbers in one free agency period. It's going to be a lot of guys that's going to be stealing checks after this free agency period is over. I mean, we got guys signing some astronomical deals right now. We got role players getting superstar money. There's a lot of scammers out there. Hassan Whiteside reportedly signed for $98 million to max with Miami. They're saying he might take a little less if Kevin Durant comes, which I highly doubt. I just can't see Kevin Durant going to Miami and playing in the shadows of everything that LeBron James accomplished in Miami. It just doesn't feel right. I just don't see Kevin Durant going to the Heat and then having that pressure of, of doing what LeBron James did. Because honestly, nobody wants to talk about this. There's no pressure on Kevin Durant. And a lot of people might say, what you mean? Like, when you go to the barbershop, when you're at work, or you're around your homeboys just talking about basketball or, or, or just shooting the shit, have you ever heard anybody say, man, Kevin Durant ain't got no rings. Kevin Durant got to win a ring this year. I never heard that. Now, if we flash back to when LeBron James was in Cleveland, before he won a championship, that was the number one topic in the barbershop every Saturday. Every joke, LeBron ain't got no rings. I mean, hell, they even made commercials, the McDonald's commercials, joking LeBron James about not having a championship, about not having a ring. When is the king going to get a ring? That was real pressure. There was internal pressure from LeBron James. I mean, he was feeling the pressure inside his own heart as well as the city of Cleveland, as well as all his fans, the whole landscape of the NBA. He's the chosen one, came straight from high school, exceeded every expectation. But the only thing left is he's got to get a championship. So LeBron finally wins a championship. Now, when you go to the barbershop, nobody's talking about basketball. They talking to me about everything under the fucking sun except LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and the Cleveland Cavaliers championship. We're not talking about nothing. You know how you go in the barbershop and it's loud and it's hostile and it's a bunch, you know, guys got a bunch of bass in their voice. All I hear is treble. Like niggas talking to me with nothing but treble in their voice. Like, yeah, I saw the game, man, you know. Where's the, get some bass in your voice, man. We just won the championship, dog. Oh, you want to talk about orange is the new black? You want to talk about finding Dory? Niggas talking to me about fish movies? LeBron James just won the fucking championship in Cleveland. And you want to talk to me about finding Dory, nigga? Niggas in, there in the barbershop talking about finding Dory. About a fucking fish movie. And guess what else they told me? This a new one. I've never heard this one, which further lets me know people are weird as shit when it comes to LeBron James. They will find anything. They will make up all type of new rules. Like, people really made up a new rule after the Cavaliers just won the championship. I had people telling me 
on social media. Yo, cuss, man. You been talking shit for like over a week now, man. That shit is old news. Huh? So you telling me I have a grace period? So when I can talk my shit, I'm only allowed a 24-hour grace period? A 48-hour grace period? A 72-hour grace period, my boy? So I want to ask the question to everybody listening to the Flourish podcast. How long can we talk our shit? How long can you talk your shit? Because they telling me, you know, it's been a week. The Cavaliers won the championship over a week ago. So, man, you got to chill, man. Like, that shit is old, dog. You need to move on, man. Are you kidding me, nigga? All the flack and backlash that I've taken all these years, and I'm only allowed 24, 48 hours, 72 hours to talk my shit? Y'all got me fucked up. I'm talking my shit forever. This shit is never going to stop. No matter what happens from this moment forward in LeBron's career, bro, I'm talking my shit. There's nothing you can do to steal my joy. And I think that's what people are trying to do, man. All you diehard LeBron fans out there, all you Cleveland Cavalier fans that's been supporting from day one, everybody that's been riding with LeBron James since St. Vincent, St. Mary, everybody who believed in the kid, all the jokes, all the memes, all the video clips. I mean, people was coming with slander from all angles. And for you to tell us at this highest moment, this sweetest moment, the highest level of flourish that you ever going to feel, that we can't talk our shit. We can't talk our shit. So I want to let everybody know, all LeBron James fans listening to the Flourish podcast right now, when you encounter these people, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Twitter, whether it's your Instagram comments, all the weirdos out there in your comments, total strangers arguing with each other in your comments. You don't even know half these weirdos. If you encounter these people, I want you to use this hashtag forever. Kick the dead body. Kick the dead body. Kick the fucking dead body every single day. Remind these people every single day who the GOAT is. The best all-around basketball player to ever play this game. And I have people telling me, oh, y'all some nut riders, man. Y'all some dick riders. I heard that cornball shit, too. You got to give me some new material, my boy. Just because we a fan of a player, we nut riders? So you telling me, out of all the players in the NBA, that the people who cheer for LeBron James, they nut riders because they follow him no matter what team he plays for and they true fans? How is that considered a nut rider? How is that considered any of that? That's what's wrong with society right now. You got all these fickle fans who jump off the ship at the first sight of a storm. As soon as they get in the ocean and they see some waves and they see some storms up ahead, they jump off the fucking ship. They abandon the ship. But the witnesses, we've been on the witness wagon from day one, my nigga. We've been riding the dime from day one. We've, we've been through those tough playoff losses. We've been through the pain and the agony of seeing LeBron not be able to get over the hump. The same way as a kid, I watched Michael Jordan get his ass whooped by the bad boy Pistons repeatedly. He could never seem to get over that, that hurdle, but he finally did. And now his legacy is flawless. I mean, you have Michael Jordan fans who talk as if Michael Jordan was was 6-0 in the finals, and he only played six years in the NBA, and all he did was win six championships. Like, as great as Michael Jordan is, he did a lot of losing. He took a lot of L's. But that gets left out of the story when we discuss Michael Jordan. And I feel like that's the worst part of this whole LeBron James thing is the Michael Jordan comparisons and it's a lot of disgruntled, old, washed-up Michael Jordan fans who just can't seem to understand that there's a new guy in the NBA who's just as good, if not better, than MJ. And they're so paranoid because they can hear LeBron's footsteps. Like every record that he breaks, every achievement, every accolade he receives, the Jordan fans get more and more paranoid because they can hear those footsteps like, man, this guy's closing in on being one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. And they're so paranoid as a fan base. Like I seen it on social media immediately after the game. Instead of enjoying the moment 
We got an all-time great player who just won a championship for his city, went back to his city, delivered on the promise, brought the championship back to the land, and the first thing I see flying on social media is Michael Jordan comparisons. They showing Michael Jordan stats, and they showing old Michael Jordan video clips. Like, we have got to cut that shit out. Like, Jordan is one of the greatest of all time. Top three all time. But LeBron James is 31 years old. And like I said earlier, he has a lot of chapters left in his book. So before we start comparing him to Jordan and saying he's not better than MJ, though, or he's not better than Kobe, though, you always got the Kobe weirdos who got to offer some type of input every time LeBron James is mentioned. I'm like, bro, why are we even talking about Kobe? Why are we even talking about Michael Jordan? You know why we're bringing Michael Jordan's name up? You know why the Jordan fans can't stop talking about Michael Jordan every time LeBron James flourishes? It's because deep down inside, they know LeBron James is on that same level. And it kills them on the inside to admit that. So they always got to try to shun LeBron James. Like they always got to try to knock him down a few notches. Or they always got to come up with some little crazy, Michael Jordan never went to game seven. Do you really want to discuss that? Do you really want to break that down year by year? Because if we want to talk basketball, LeBron James has three championship rings and he beat the greatest team in NBA history. That's what they told us all year. The Golden State Warriors, 73-9 in the regular season. They got to the playoffs. All season long, they told us that was the greatest team in NBA history. So now that LeBron James just beat those guys in game seven on their home floor, now all of a sudden they're not considered one of the greatest teams of all time, if not the greatest, all because LeBron James beat them. You see how this works now? You see how they spin things around now, right? Michael Jordan played against the washed-up Lakers in his first championship run. Magic Johnson was washed. James Worthy was washed. Those Lakers were washed. The Bulls smoked them in five games. The second year, they played against the Blazers. Clyde Drexler, he was a star player. Other than Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, Buck Williams, Kevin Duckworth. Those are complimentary guys. That wasn't some great, all-time great NBA team. He beat those guys. 1993, Phoenix Suns. Charles Bartley, all-time great. Other than Charles Barkley, we're talking about Dan Marley, Richard Dumas, and albeit Kevin Johnson was a great player in my estimation, but he's not considered one of the all-time greats in the grand scheme. And actually, the Phoenix Suns blew that series. They blew that series. So we, we go to the Utah Jazz. He beat the Utah Jazz twice. Michael Jordan was matched up with Jeff Hornacek and Byron Russell, man, and Shandon Anderson and Howard Osley. Do you see how this sounds now? These weren't historically great teams, man. Look at the teams LeBron, he beat the Oklahoma City Thunder his first title. And even though they were a young group with a young nucleus, those guys were young savages. Westbrook, future Hall of Famer. Durant, future Hall of Famer. James Harden, even though I don't necessarily agree with his style of play, he'll be a Hall of Famer. He beat all three of those guys. All three of those guys are considered superstars in the NBA right now. He beat all three of them. Second time he won a ring, he beat the Spurs, who have four future Hall of Famers on their team. Duncan, Parker, Ginobili. They got Kawhi Leonard on the squad. He beat those guys. Yeah, he lost to them the following year, but he beat those guys. And now, like I said, he beat the all-time Greatest team in the NBA, the Golden State Liars. That's what they told us. The Golden State Liars were the greatest team, and he beat those guys. So to make a long story short, man, just appreciate the greatness that we watching. Take some time out. Go to YouTube. Pull the games up and really soak up these moments and watch these moments and appreciate the greatness that you're seeing. Because it'll be gone before you know it. In the blink of an eye, we'll be sitting around talking about LeBron the same way we were talking about Kobe in his final year. And that's the lesson to be learned. 
Appreciate the greatness right now while you're watching it. Don't wait till LeBron James retires and then everybody want to come out the woodwork and say, man, LeBron was the greatest. LeBron was the GOAT. No, we telling y'all that right now while we witnessing this shit. But you're so caught up in your emotions. You're so emotional. You're so, you're so sensitive. You Kobe fans. You Laker fans. You Michael Jordan fans. Your vision is jaded because you're such of a Jordan fan. You're such of a Kobe fan. And I have people coming at me, and I want to set the record straight right now. I have people that's, that's, that's hitting me up in the past and even now. Like, man, then they come at me for not being a Kobe fan. What you don't understand is I never was a Kobe fan. Like, me being a fan of LeBron all these years has nothing to do with why I don't like Kobe. But for you, it's the total opposite. Like, a lot of these Kobe fans... They just can't stand LeBron James because of the natural comparison, and they just feel like just it's the same mentality as a, as a Jordan fan where they're comparing him to Kobe so much, so I automatically got to hate this guy. I automatically got to despise this guy because I see this guy coming for Kobe's throne when in all actuality he has a, he has a greater body of work than Kobe. We're not discussing the ring count. Total body of work, total impact on the game, originality, a one of one of one prototype. There's no comparing LeBron to Kobe. They're two totally different players. One is a volume shooter. One is a shooting guard is, that's going to take 40 or 50 shots. The other guys are all around juggernaut. It's two different players. But Kobe fans just flat out despise LeBron James because they see him as a threat. Simple and plain. LeBron James is, is a threat to everything that Kobe Bryant has accomplished, and his fans know that shit. He is a threat. A lot of us LeBron fans, we just don't like Kobe Bryant because we flat out just don't like Kobe Bryant. We despise Kobe Bryant. Same way I don't like Paul Pierce. Me not liking Paul Pierce has nothing to do with LeBron. Me being a Tom Brady fan has nothing to do with the reason why I don't like Peyton Manning. I didn't like Peyton Manning when he was at Tennessee. I could tell that he was a fraud when he was at Tennessee. The next year after he left Tennessee, they win the national championship with T. Martin. He's a fraud. So all the years that I called Peyton Manning a fraud, people was like, oh, they thinking it's just because I'm a Tom Brady fan. No, it has nothing to do with my, with my, my love for Tom Brady as a player. And that's the disconnect sometimes on social media. People who don't know you personally, they take a lot of your words out of context because they don't know you. They try too hard to read between the lines. They don't understand sometimes. So this LeBron James thing, I want everybody to understand. Enjoy the moment. Don't get sidetracked by the, by the Internet weirdos. And I, I want to say this, too. It's a lot of guys on social media. Stop talking shit on social media. If you're scared to show your face on social media, that's the whole point of having social media is so people can see who the fuck they talking to. So all you weirdos, all you headless horsemen out there that want to pop up on Twitter or Instagram and you got a picture of a dog as your avatar or you got a picture of of some team logo or some team mascot and you want to be in people's comments all day just talking shit and nitpicking everything everybody has to say. Put your fucking face on there so you can be held accountable. You know why you hide your face? Because you're scared of the jokes. You know somebody going to call you out because you probably got three double chins like Frank Beamer from Virginia Tech. You got the turkey neck, so you're scared to talk that shit because somebody going to say, look at this motherfucker. Look at this funny-looking-ass nigga on social media. So I got to put a picture of fucking unicorn as my avatar. Or a Game of Thrones picture as my avatar. I don't respect none of y'all cowards. Y'all cowards behind a keyboard. But you're not going to steal my joy, my boy. Jesus Christ. Mike Conley Jr. just got a five-year deal for $153 million. I'm about to go ahead and end this podcast now. I'm about to go upstairs and get my shoes, man. Get my Kyrie Irvins. Take my ankles up. I'm about to go get some shots up, man. I'm about to go to the gym right now. Everybody listening to the Flourish podcast right now, if you still have eligibility left, go get some shots up, man. 
Like, look at this salary cap. Like, we still got a chance, my boy. You, you understand what I'm telling you? Dwight Howard got three years, 70 million, bro. Shoulder man, Dwight Howard. I mean, he's a good role player at this point. He's no longer the Dwight Howard from Orlando. Dwight Howard doesn't want to play basketball anymore. All Dwight Howard wants to do is get some baby oil, rub some baby oil on his shoulders, make sure his shoulders is shimmering when he shoots his free throws, even though he ain't going to make but like 40% of those. Long as Dwight Howard's shoulders are shimmering in the arena, he good. This should be inspiring you guys, man. All the kids listening to the Flourish podcast, all my young hoopers, middle school age, high school guys, even guys that's in college right now at the JUCO level, you should be in the gym every day getting at least five to 600 shots up every day. You should be doing all type of speed and agility stuff. You should be looking at this past NBA draft and this current NBA free agency period as extreme motivation. There's no greater time than right now to be a basketball player in the United States of America, man. This shit is like the lottery. You got guys who are not even superstars getting paid like superstars. Jeremy Lin got $36 million for three years from the Brooklyn Nets. Jeremy Lin, you're not scoring on me, bro. No, I don't. No, you're not scoring on me, Jeremy Lin. No Chinese basketball player. No Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, Filipino. No basketball player from China or anywhere in the Far East in Asia. You're not scoring on me. That's Yao Ming included. No. See, you don't know me like you think you know me. You're talking to a four-time church MVP, bro. You're talking to a guy that's hit multiple game winners. That's why I relate so much to this this Cleveland Cavaliers comeback because my church league team, we were down 3-1 in the, in the church league finals. We were down 3-1, and, and everybody gave up on us, bro. Everybody, I mean people in the congregation, the deacons, you know, the bishops, they even gave up on us, which is why one reason I don't even really trust people in the church anymore because I've seen people in the church give up on us when we were down 3-1. Always believe. There's nobody in Asia that's scoring on me, bro. Yao Ming, Jeremy Lin, none of them guys. And, like, people think I'm crazy. My friends call me crazy. I tell them to this day. Like, Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee is not beating me up in a fight, bro. Like, he's 128 pounds. See, I brought in a special guest right now on the Flourish podcast. I had to bring my son in so he can co-sign for everything I'm saying. Like, I'm going to give you a list of names, bro, and you tell me, can these people score on your dad? Do you think J.J. Barea is scoring on me? Do you think J.J. Barea is going to score on your dad? No. Why not? Too small. He's too small. You think Jeremy Lin going to score on me? Definitely not. Definitely. You hear him? Get, get up here. Tell, talk to the people. Is Jeremy Lin scoring on your dad? No. Why not? Because he's just not. It's not going to happen. So we got another one. Mike Conley just got $153 million, the highest paid player in the NBA right now. That's over $30 million a year. Now, you think Mike Conley Jr. is scoring on me? Um, probably not. Probably not. You hear the man? This is right here is what you call Coors Light Cold Hard Facts. And you know why? Because this kid right here, not only is he from my loins and my DNA, but he's in the gym every day and he sees the flourish with his own two eyeballs. So when I get on here and I say, J.J. Reddick, not scoring on me. J.J. Barea, not scoring on me. Jeremy Lin, you're not scoring on me. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you're not scoring on me. You're not scoring on me with that bullshit skyhook. I don't see it happening. Do you see it happening? I'm going to block that shit. Hakeem Olajuwon, that dream shake shit, that's a weak move, bro. The dream shake? You letting dudes score on you, and his, and his patented move is called the dream shake? You're not scoring on me, Hakeem. <laughs> You're not. Drazen Petrovic, rest in peace, my boy. You're not shooting the three ball on me. And that's why I call Steph Curry the one-trick pony the entire playoffs and the entire finals because I played against guys like that, man. 
I played against one-trick ponies. You know what a one-trick pony is, son? That's somebody like a Steph Curry, great player, great shooter, but all he can do is one thing. What does Steph Curry do other than shoot the amazing circus shots off the dribble? Three-pointers. What else does he do? Pass. He can pass. He, can, he made a, a lot of bad passes in the finals. So who do you think was the better player between Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry? Kyrie. The mic is right here. Tell, tell the people listening right now. Who's the better player? Kyrie. Why? What does Kyrie do better than Steph? He's a better ball handler. Yeah. Got a better mid-range game. Better everything. Better at everything. All across the board. Got a better haircut. <laughs> Dale Curry. Steph. We, the jig is up, man. Steph, if you're listening right now, we had your brother on the Flourish podcast, so that's a good chance that you're listening to the Flourish podcast. Shout out to Seth Curry, little bro. You got to stop letting your pops, Dale Curry, cut your hair. You got to stop. See, my son is sitting right here, and I've never once tried to cut my son's hair. I've been taking him to a professional barber since, the, since he was old enough to get a haircut. You know what I'm saying? Since she was like... A year old. When you got your first haircut on your first birthday, ever since that day, you've been in the barber chair getting a nice crispy, whether you get a taper or a fade, I had nothing to do with it. I'm not touching your hair. I'm not putting a bowl on top of your head, giving you the military bowl cut. My dad used to cut my hair, and and I've been wounded for the rest of my life. I've been emotionally scarred. So I told myself, whenever I have a son, I'm never going to touch his head. I'm never going to traumatize him. I'm never going to put him in that position to where he will always be like, you know what? My dad gave me some terrible haircuts as a kid. And that's another reason why Kyrie Irving does not fear Steph Curry. Because Steph Curry has a terrible, what is that? What is that haircut? It's like, it's not an afro. It's not a fade. It's not a taper. It's like, what is that? It's, it's not even like the haircut they give you when you go to the military, you go to boot camp. Like, what is that cut? Dale Curry, stop cutting your son's hair. He a two-time MVP. He was a unanimous MVP this year. You get what I'm saying? Unanimous MVP. The man got his own shoes, even though they are the most horrendous shoes we've ever seen in the history of signature basketball sneakers. Dale, Sonya, y'all got to stop cutting Steph's hair, man. And before we close this uh, Flourish podcast, man, it's July 4th weekend, y'all. And, you know, this is one of the most busiest weekends, busiest travel weekends of the year. A lot of people going to be on the highways. A lot of people going to be traveling across the country with their families, their friends. And I just want to let everybody know that's listening to the Flourish podcast, all the loyal fans, all the loyal listeners, welcome back to the Flourish podcast. I want everybody to have a safe July 4th weekend, man. A lot of kids going to be out there this weekend. A lot of fireworks displays. And I just want to tell all the parents, all the mothers, all the fathers that's listening to the Flourish podcast. We all saw what happened to Jason Pierre-Paul July 4th weekend. We don't want your kids walking around with the hamburger helper glove. We don't want your fingers to be mangled. We don't want everybody to mistake you as a box of hamburger helper. So, to avoid that from happening. Jason Pierre-Paul, you need to get somewhere and sit down this weekend, man. We already saw what happened to your hand. We don't want it to happen anymore, not only to you, but all the kids out there. Like one of my best friends, shout out to Flyboy Brass. When we was teenagers, you know, he got a large portion of his hair blown off due to a firework. You know, he was lighting the firework. He had the fireworks in his hand. Something went wrong. Next thing you know, he's walking around with the Rashi Wallace ball spot in the back of his hair. You know, he had to wear a fitted hat for like three weeks. So I want all the kids out there listening to the Flourish podcast, all the parents listening to the Flourish podcast, please be safe July 4th weekend. We don't want any more Jason Pierre-Paul incidents with the fireworks. So I encourage everybody. I can't tell you what to do. But I can only give my advice. And I want all the kids, all the grown folks, just stay away from the fireworks. Let the town that you live in, let them take care of the fireworks display. You know, have a good time. Go see the fireworks with your family. 
But there's no reason you need to be walking around looking like Jason Pierre-Paul. We don't want that. And another thing, man, I know it's going to be a lot of cookouts. I know it's going to be a lot of families in town. A lot of grills going to be fired up. You know, I might throw something on the grill. You never know. I might throw some flamingo on there, some caribou steaks. You know, you never know with me. I might, I might throw, you know, some Tyrannosaurus Rex on the grill. You never know what I might pull out of the deep freezer. I want everybody that's cooking out, man, just to keep this in mind, man. Be a, be a great husband. Be a great uncle. Be a great father. Be a great brother. And what I mean by that is we all know it's cookout time, especially Monday on July 4th. Do not bring any bootleg sodas. Do not bring any off-brand generic sodas to the cookout, man. Like, we judging you. And those burgers, man. We all know the burgers that I'm talking about. Those Flanders burgers in that orange box. If you really love your family like you say you do, if you really love your kids, man, and you really love your mom and your dad and your sisters and your brothers and your aunts and your uncles, if you really love these people in your family tree, just look into your heart, man. And I know the Flanders burgers, they cheap. You can get like 48 burgers for like $3.99. I understand that. I understand you're trying to chase a bargain. I understand you're getting them at a great price. But just think about your family, man. When you put those Flander burgers on that grill, just know that you're taking a day off of everybody's life that's eating those Flanders burgers, man. You deserve better. Your family deserves better. So no bootleg sodas, no Dr. Perky, no Mountain Thunder. We don't want any bootleg sodas, man. And that goes out to my dad, man. Like my whole entire childhood, every time we went to a cookout, I was kind of embarrassed because I'm like, every time we go to these cookouts, when everybody asks, you know, tells everybody, yo, what y'all bringing, man? Yeah, I'm bringing the sodas. My dad would always bring the bootleg orange sodas, the bootleg grape sodas from Food Line and Piggly Wiggly. And I'm like, dad, just buy the real sodas. Shut your ass up. Shut your ass up. They taste just like them. They taste just like the same. The same thing. They made in the same factory. Like, no, no, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, they are. It ain't nothing but a name, boy. It ain't nothing but a name. Dr. Perky, Dr. Pepper, it's the same damn hospital. It's the same doctor's office. I'm like, Dad, I'm telling uh, shut your ass up. Stay in the car. Sit in the car. And that always kind of hurt me, man, because I could, see the, I could see it in my family members' eyes when they peel back that cooler and they open the cooler up and it's nothing but Dr. Perky's in there and it's nothing but those, it just says orange. It doesn't even say Sunkiss. Or, or Welch's grape, or new grape. It just says grape. And I can tell that my family members, they were judging us, man. You could see it in their eyes. Like, you could see the, you could see the twinkle in their eyes. Like, y'all some cheap-ass niggas. So this July 4th weekend, man, I want everybody to be safe, like I said. Everybody to enjoy their family. Let's celebrate Independence Day, America's birthday. But no fireworks, man. No fireworks, hands-on with the fireworks. If you're going to handle some fireworks, make sure you put on the oven mitt or some wire receiver gloves or make sure you have something on your hands because we cannot have another Jason Pierre-Paul. Iguodala to inbound. Shepard trying to stay with Curry. Catches one dribble, steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound tip taken by Spades. Final second. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Kick the dead body. Kick the motherfucking dead body. Tip the casket over. Keep kicking it. Kick the dead body. Kick the dead body, baby. NBA is rigged. It's rigged, man. The NBA is rigged, man. The referees, they paid off. They paid the referees. They wanted LeBron to win, man. It's rigged. Was the parade rigged, nigga? Was the motherfucking parade? Was the championship parade rigged, nigga? Huh? Was the parade rigged? Kick the dead body. Kick the dead body. This episode of the Flourish Podcast was brought to you by Dangle. The great folks at Dangle. You want to manage all of your kids' chores, homework, and activities with the touch of a button? Download Dangle from the Apple App Store to add a little structure and remove a lot of stress from your family's life. Kids always want money. They want the latest video game. They want the new Kyrie Irving sneakers. They don't want the Curry sneakers anymore. Oh, no. 
They want the Kyrie's now. They want the LeBron's now. All the parents, hope you save your receipt for all those Under Armour shoes, all those atrocious Under Armour sneakers that your kids begged you for during the middle school and high school basketball season. Mom, I want those Steph Curry's because he's winning right now. I'm not really a fan, but he's just winning right now. So I want those Curry's, mother. Sure thing, Cody. We'll go to the mall after I get off work, and we'll exchange those ugly Steph Curry's for a brand new spanking pair of Kyrie Irvins. But do you feel like, parents, you have to fight your kids to get them to do little things around the house, like their homework or take out the trash or even to go outside and practice their Kyrie Irvin dribbling moves? When you download Dangle, you'll be able to assign a point value to the task you want your kids to do and a total to what you want them to earn. As the kid completes tasks, parents get a notification to approve, and points add up. Once they hit the rewards value, they can get the flourish that they deserve. Download Dangle in the Apple App Store to see how easy it is for parents to manage their kids' activities in an organized way, all while teaching them some accountability. Connect with your kids by using Dangle. Visit the website, didyoudangle.com. Did you dangle Steph Curry? You didn't dangle. You lied, Steph Curry. Kyrie Irvin, did you dangle? You dangled. LeBron, did you dangle? A beautiful daughter. We saw her at the podium. And she's going to want things when she grow up. So download Dangle. Make her work for it. Because remember, LeBron told us, it's earned, not given. Did you dangle?